Hello, babies. <laughs> I can Bill. Ray has boobs. Look at the chair he's sitting in. He's sitting like an old 1984 Elks chair. Uh, <laughs> yep. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's exactly <laughs> what it is. He got it from being president back in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think they call it exalted leader. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had the hat, you know, the no ma'am hat that uh, Married with Children had. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Look like, how stupid he is. Looks like an asshole. Good, right fucked up. He definitely had Janko jeans. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, these things are all fucked up. <clears throat> simple minds, simple minds. <laughs> Got all twisted. Leave me alone. Bill, is that an elk chair you're sitting in? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These things are the best. I knew it. Ray has boobs. Dude, I fucking died. I couldn't fucking stop laughing when you said that. I don't think she knew what to say either. Uh, I, do, I, I have no idea. Jesus has boobs on a boy. Ray has boobs. <laughs> Check out our interview with Marina on Thursday. Excellent interview. A lot of fun. Bill brought a fucking shit ton of insight. Uh, I like Marina a lot. She had some gumption. She had she had some fight in her. Good language, and uh, yeah, that line that was a that was a that was a one timer for sure. I love it. What part she was saying something to do? I just looked up Bill and he's going. I forgot uh, what she was talking. Politics. About. We don't oh. want to talk politics. Oh, job, politics. Bill, she goes, like, well, if you want to get deep into politics, Bill just starts shaking his head rapidly. <laughs> no, she went deep into politics. Deep, deep dive. <laughs> yep. Know your audience. Okay. Well, oh. well uh, here we are. We generally smash our heads against the wall verbally. So, uh, sure, we can talk about the global politics of the world. No, I liked it. I actually liked her. I liked her a lot. Uh, this is the Wednesday show. We've. Uh, this is the second day in a row. Our second recording in a row that we have done. I've traveled. We've time traveled. Yeah. Do we? The first recording we too. did. Welcome Fuck to the Civil yeah. Mind Sports Show Wednesday edition, uh, May twelfth. What I'd like to get into is a giant vat of White Perch Brewing. You know that I love the White Perch Brewing. Uh, some of the best beer in New Hampshire out of New Nashua, New Hampshire. Ray, address, please. Or 60 Amherst Street. He's got a little triple happening. Whenever we do interviews... <laughs> I finished this. Ray, it's not ge- good. <laughs> Ray generally gets uh, a little bit nervous, so he likes to put some liquid courage down. And instead it's of- when the pressure... I texted you. When the pressure gets yeah, going, you he dig? crumbles under pressure. He I didn't crumble. I saw this. Yeah, you're mumbling. You're mumbling. Oh, yeah, I was about <laughs> oh, to lose dude, it. I saw you smile, and I'm like, what did I tell, do? Full tail tell. When I start that. itching I my nose and my mustache, I'm laughing. Uh, you just mu- you just stumbled and mumbled over some dumb question you're asking. You look nervous. You did it. What the problem was, you didn't have enough of that white birch triple IPA. Something, I can't read it. Something. A lot more interesting. A lot more interesting is the triple IPA. What's the ABV in that sucker? 11. Mama mia. It's good, uh, too. Okay. You're going to want to get that one to go or have a designated driver to get your ass home. Call Uber uh, Ray. Call Uber. Official Uber driver Uber. Uh, of the Summer Mind Sports Show, Uber Ray. 
White Birch Brewing out of Nashua, New Hampshire. If you see it in the store, tell them the Simple Mind Boys sent you. If you head down to the brewery, get a flight, get a pint, tell them the Simple Minds Boys sent you. Get a hat. They have these kind of hats that Bill's wearing, even though he said that they didn't. It's only winter. They only had winter. No, I'm not. They have them there. They're in stock. Go check them out. White Birch Brewing. Uh, Boys, Bruins clinched third place. The exact thing I did not want to happen happened. But I will say I'm okay with it. Here's why. Watching the game, the Islanders were tr- were going for third place. Clearly, the Bruins were too. They both came into the into that game looking to win, and the Islanders had their moments. But I gotta say, the Bruins fucking dominated that game. Dude, uh, they pulled their goalie just hoping the Bruins would score. No, like they- I think they pulled their goalie trying to win. It was a tie game. If they went to overtime, they they're fourth place. They knew that they knew the stakes. They pulled the goalie with two minutes left of the tie game because they needed to win uh, a tie. There doesn't help them. So I think the Islanders were looking to win that game until they got to overtime. And then they probably uh, let the jets off a little. I bit. don't know. Let's not discredit the nasty goal. Taylor hall scored. No, I'm not trying. I'm not discrediting that goal. That goal in particular was filthy, full speed, uh, you know, uh, putting on the brakes between the legs, between backhanded the, you know, oh, nutmeg God. to whoever was on defense there. He has looked excellent. I'm just saying, I thought that both teams went in there with a the playoff mentality and the Bruins, in my opinion, kind of dominated the shots on goal will tell you they dominated. Um, so a uh, couple things out of this that stuck out to me. The number one was Taylor Hall in 16 games with the Bruins. He has eight goals, six assists, 14 points. That's after 30 something goal games with the Sabres in two goals. Clearly, this guy is is ready to play, Ray. His his comments after the game, you know, this is some of the most – I'm sorry, I didn't pull it. This is some of the most exciting hockey he's hockey played, he's in his, played career. his career. Yeah. Um, you know, he's engaged. He's ready to go. He should be a difference maker in the Bruins making a run. Uh, hockey guy, Ray, your thoughts on Taylor Hall as we uh, head into the end of the playoffs here? No, best trade piece we got out of the uh... – I think in the NHL, I think that was the best trade any team has pulled out. I mean, Taylor Hall is looking like the, his old self. He's rejuvenated his career. I mean, you know, New Jersey, Buffalo, uh, Arizona, bad, bad stops for him in his career. Now he's looking like a true number one. You know, he should be on number one line, but he's playing on the number two line for us. But he's looking like his old self, like a MVP caliber type player. Yeah, I think he's still got – absolutely. I, I agree with all of that. Uh, I, you know, he's, he's certainly motivated – uh, 16 games is a pretty small sample size compared to 10 years of a, what is widely considered a vastly underachieving career. So he's got a lot to prove. He can disprove a lot of things in, in this playoffs. If you want to look ahead, the Bruins may have scored one of the best deals in recent history in the NHL, to your point, Ray, if Taylor Hall signs for a team-friendly deal because he loves it here so much and thinks he can get the best out of himself as he moves into, uh, you know, the back end of his prime, if that's what you want to call it, that's the upside, but he's got to prove it in the playoffs against the best competition. You know, that that's really where it's, mm-hmm. he's going to set himself apart uh, in terms of rejuvenating his career. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I don't think, you know, right. I don't think a 16-game sample is rejuvenating your career. I mean, you think about it, he was a Hart Trophy winner, MVP in New Jersey. I mean, he's had a little bit of success. You know, I think he's motivated. I think the one thing you didn't mention, he's a plus 15 on this team right now in the, in the 16 games. He was minus 21 in 39 games with Buffalo. Whoa. I think that 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 is huge. And the impact that he brings to the table, Krejci's plus 21, six goals, 
I think he's got 15 assists right now in the, in the 16 games since Hall's been there. You've seen what Craig Smith has done. I think that's the impact you're getting. Even if he wasn't scoring a lot of goals, like just the plus minus on that second line is huge. I'm not ready to say he's rejuvenated his career. Yeah, he'll define team-friendly deal. You think you want to sign him in the offseason. I'm, I'm not there yet, but but I'm I'm close, $6 million, $7 million, anything over if you that, give him I'm Krejci's, out. If you give him Krejci's money. Yeah, six. If you six give him Krejci's half, deal, I'm right in there. I think it's it's going to be hard for the uh, the Bruins not to do that if he if he plays out and he plays well um, in the off season. It, you know, we can talk about the off season when we get there. Yeah, yeah. But I got, of, well, I got I got I do got one more point. We need to stop discredit um, crediting Sweeney so much for making this move. Taylor Hall played his hand. He yep. he had a, he had a no trade movement. He said, "I'm going to the Bruins." Didn't they have uh, him going somewhere else? Doesn't matter. No, they, didn't they, Buffalo have a great? And he said, no, the only place I want yeah, to go to is Boston. He, he, he forced his way to Boston. He's wanted yeah. to be on Boston. Basically, he wanted to be drafted by Boston Center Edmonton uh, in 2011. So, I mean, he's wanted to be here forever. Again, the money didn't work out in the offseason. But, yeah, he forced his hand. We need to stop crediting Sweeney for making this great deadline deal. He he forced his hand to the Bruins. There's a reason well, he came for a second-round pick in Andres Bork. Like that, and you got Lazar on the deal. He forced his hand there. I get it. You had to take something. The Brewers probably could have got him for a third round pick. Truthfully, I mean they they well, weren't going to pay a premium. I, I agree with you that there may be a little bit too much credit for Sweeney, but that's the job. Like when it works, you get credit. When it doesn't work, you don't. You get slammed. And the and if you want to look at it from the other side, the Bruins had needed help before the deadline for a while. They were they were not trading. They were middle league team. I mean they, they were, were drowning at that yeah. point. Yeah. And uh, Palmaria, uh, the uh, the Devils was rumored to him. They're they're rumored in a lot of guys, and I don't think Sweeney knew he had that in in his back pocket the whole time. So it took a little bit of guts not to swing for some of these other guys and wait and um, hope that Taylor Hall forces his way to Boston. So you know, however you want to slice that, I think your overall point is probably closer to the bone bill that he's getting a little bit too much credit, but he certainly gets fucking crushed for a lot of the other shit that, that has happened. So I, I'm okay yeah. give him, giving him, give him the nod on this one. And he got Curtis Lazar to the deal. Who's been a difference maker in a lot of on ways. At the same line. point, yeah. you're able to bump Corrali up, move coil. You've given yourself a lot of flexibility with that deal. Um, it wasn't just Taylor hall. You know, the Lazar thing I think has made a difference too on the back end. And guys, the Mike Riley deal might've been this. The, if you don't the, count, that's the, that's if you the discount Taylor hall completely, Mike Riley might've <clears> been <throat> up there in the best moves uh, at the deadline as yeah. well underrated just for a third round pick for that guy is going to slide up in your second, second pairing. Yeah, for so, sure. And I'm not trying to, disc- I'm Sweeney. not trying to discredit Sweeney much. Like it was a great move again, if you Riley too, but again, Taylor Hall forces hand. I mean, that's a big thing, but if he turtles in the playoffs, this, this 16 game stretch means Jack shit. True. It just helped you get there. If you turtle against the capitals, which you should be your better team on paper, you have more talent. You should beat this team. But if he turtles and does nothing, and he's had 14 games of playoff experience, don't forget that. He, he's had more games with the Bruins than he has in playoff experience <laughs> up until this point, right? So, yeah, expectations are high because of what you just saw in 16, 16 games. But for me, I'm a little low. You got to temper that expectations. Because All right, well, let's, let's get into that because speaking of uh, pooping their pants in the playoffs, I don't think Tuka's looked great. I, he hasn't looked bad. Um, that Islanders game, he got beat over the shoulder, uh, blocker side. I get that that's not the easiest save, but I, I, I think the way Swayman's playing right now, he saves that. I think Tuka's anticipation is is a half second slow. It just seems like he's not locked in um, 
to the level of Swayman. That doesn't change my opinion that they should start Tuca. I, I, we've gone over this in nauseum. He's your guy. He's been with, he's, he's the best goaltender that the franchise has ever had. Yada, yada, yada. His record. Yes. You should start him, but I don't think he's locked in. And if he has a shit game, probably two shit games. See ya. You have to, you have to have a short lease on him. I don't, you know, yeah, we, know you have we know the kind of player he is and the kind of mentality that he can get into. And I, I don't think that he's in that Tuca zone that we saw him in call it the 2019 playoffs. That's for sure. So he's only played in 24 games. He has 15 wins. So the, his goals against average is 2.44 right now. The, the team's rallying around him. So it's not like that's one of those bad things where, you know, the team's given up on him. You know, like how he's given up in 2019, 2020, the bubble going off for family reasons. But yeah, the team's rallying around him. So he's still getting the wins. He's only well, lost uh, five games and then two overtime losses. So the team is putting the puck in the net. Oh, so seven like they, games. So yeah, the team's not giving up on him. So that's the big thing too. No, I agree. I, I don't think the team has ever given up on Tukarask. I think that they like Tukarask. I think the organization likes Tukarask. Um, what's not to like? He's the best goaltender in Bruins history. He's, he's got some of the best trophy numbers winner. in the NHL in 10 years. He's got All him. of that's true. Everyone's just waiting for the bottom to fall out at the biggest moment because that's what his pedigree has shown us. And this year, to your point, Ray, he hasn't played a lot. He's got limited experience this season he's got a lingering quote-unquote back injury which in any sport at any point in time ever is just a recipe for disaster to flare up at any point in time and with a guy as mercurial is that the word i know i've used that twice meticulous don't, don't fucking the Kyrie mercurial meticulous uh, no it's not meticulous prick it, um, Mercurial. No, that's not right. But either way, mm. uh, weird and not really, you know, competitive. Just why good. could you just say weird? I don't know. Uh, why could you look, just say that? Shut up, Ray. I'm worried about Tuka Rask being a problem in the playoffs. Let me yeah. let me put it that way. Yeah, you, I mean, you got to have a, a short leash. And and I, they they were talking about it on the radio today. You you hope it's not when they're down three zero or down three one. Can't be. You can't like if he if he flies. It looks bad in one game. You just pull him. No, no, no. Give him. Uh, you can't pull him after one game. Seven but, one loss. If you if you lose game two, seven to one, you can keep him in there. Yeah, if it's two nothing, no, I'm taking him out. But I'm just saying you can't give him one bad loss and, and pull him. I mean, he's the most experienced. He's the best goalie in in team history. I mean, I, I don't think Swayman. Like I'm happy with Swayman as a backup. Like I'd feel comfortable if you went for him full time. But at the same time, it's like. He's, he might not be locked in, but, again, he's won 15 wins. And the way that the offense is playing right now, you're number one in the NHL and 5-on-5 five five scoring since the trade deadline. And Krejci, they're 42-3-5 and five when he scored a point in the last 50 regular season games. So you might not need to rely so much on Tuca when your offense right now is playing so good. So if you're at yeah, 2.24 goals against average, I mean, yeah, you, you can win games 4-3. to three. Five to four. I'm happy with you that. You can as long at this as you're point. Winning. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going in. I mean, if, if it's going to be a problem in the, later in the playoffs, then yeah, maybe. But I mean, I think with the Capitals, I think you, he's not going to get blown up. I think the way, yeah. especially with the way the, the defense is healthy now, and you have options to pair. They just benched everybody today. They have 15 guys yeah, an- on your starting lineup that are benched. <laughs> and I think right? they're winning so, one nothing. So uh, it's there. nothing. What? It's, it's nothing, nothing. You think so, Bill's not paying attention to the game tonight? I, oh, I, I was just... Anyway, yeah, they, so, uh, yeah, moving ahead, we got the Capitals 7.30 Saturday night, the first playoff action we have seen since uh, the NBA September. bubble, right? That was, the last, that was the last playoff stuff to end. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun we to get back the World into Series, that. Bill. 
We weren't sure. the Red Sox actually were not in the MLB playoffs at all. Well, I was still watching. <laughs> Uh, so it'll be Saturday night. We got the, we got the caps matchup. The one that I was trying to avoid as a Bruins fan, um, but they're dealing with their own shit. They got, um, Kuznetsov dealing with the COVID stuff that he's been dealing with all season long by all accounts, by all reports in DC being a fucking asshole about it, just not paying attention to COVID restrictions, going out, doing whatever he wanted to do. They're kind of pissed that I'm actually, they're looking maybe to trade him. Uh, so they're dealing with that. They got a couple injuries. They got a couple rookie goaltenders. They are in a position that they're more vulnerable than they've been probably in a while. The Bruins can and should take advantage of that. They're the hottest team maybe in the NHL. Right so, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the odds. Momentum. Think- momentum. If you, get the, if you get the win against this, momentum. Win okay. against what, tonight? Big Achilles- no, winning in the playoffs. If you win against Washington in the playoffs, it's a big momentum thing. There's been your Achilles heel for how, how many years when uh, – the goaltender has been shutting you down all the time, you know. Now, yeah, you but that was all, that they only played back. once in the playoffs. He's been the Achilles heel in the regular season, though. Brayton, they played Brayton Holby once in the playoffs. Holby, there we go. Thank you. I'll tell you this: I, I, we, I'm not changing my opinion that the Capitals are the biggest threat to the Bruins in this division. Me either. I, I think you got the Penguins number. I think you match up well with the Penguins. Uh, we just saw the Islanders will play it tough, but you're more skilled than the Islanders in a seven-game series. You should take them. The, the Capitals are scary because they're big, they're tough, they're angry, um, and that's what the Bruins have struggled against. You know, we saw it against the Blues two years ago. Um, you know, the Lightning's a bad example because they're just good all around. But even them, you know, their defensive, the, the Lightning's defense, people don't give credit for it because their offense is so good, but they're fucking big and nasty too and skilled. So the Bruins struggle with those teams. We'll see what Taylor Hall can do. We'll see, um, you know, with the addition of Mike Riley, McAvoy in a bit in a bigger, better role. Let's see what he can do. Um, yeah, uh, it's basically a pick 'em in Vegas right now, and it should be. Uh, let's let's get your final thoughts and predictions on Bruins uh, Capitals. Bruins in seven. Yeah, I just think they've matched up. You're four and three right now going in. You know, you're tied one one right here in game eight with your taxi squad, if that's what you want to really call it. it basically, it's Providence up here today. Tonight, I, I just think again you. You're a better team. They got a lot of injuries. Ovechkin's banged up. Tom Wilson just left a couple games ago with knee on knee hit. That's another injury that you got to kind of watch out for. Yeah, I think the Bruins are the better team. They have better goaltending too. The two rookies, I mean, it's hard to rely on them. They're not Brayton Holby that owns the, the Bruins. You know, I just think the Bruins are a better team. And again, it's going to be a tough, tough matchup. And if you if you get past the Capitals, I think you're going you're going to the finals because this is the toughest matchup you're going to have. Like, sorry. Uh, I forgot that we have another show before the Saturday. Uh, so Brill, you're allowed to uh, remedy your prediction on Friday. Oh, take police. Oh, okay. I can take okay, it back. Yeah. All right, great. Bill, uh, Ray, hold on to your thought. Let me get your thought on the uh, matchup with X Boston Bruin captain. Now, Washington National, your loser team city, which Bill and I decided is over. It's that, over. It's that's over. The loser yeah, team, the loser city thing is really, it really shit the bed. Uh, yeah. But we'll we'll bring it up when it matters, which is now. Uh, the Capitals <laughs> are your team. Uh, Zidane Chara is going up against his old team, the Bruins. Who who has the bigger number? Does, does can Chara help the Capitals get a uh, an edge on the Bruins, or should the Bruins have a bigger edge on Zdeno Chara here? Bruins have a bigger edge on Zdeno Chara. It's going to be fitting that the Bruins are going to force this guy into retirement when they eliminate him from the playoffs. What a hater, he, Bill. He's a hater. I mean, if you kind of look at Rich, you're, you're tied in more D.C. than we are, but you kind of look at his, his playing time, his minutes are low. You're getting a lot of 
minutes on the power uh, penalty kill, a little bit of power play. I mean, he's not the impact player and he's, he's basically playing what the Bruins were going to play him. He probably would have played a, a shit ton of minutes with the Bruins this year because of the injuries, well, the on, injuries. That, the injuries on that, uh, you know, on the blue line. But the, you're seeing it. He's got nothing left. He's good on the penalty kill because he's six fucking nine and he's seven three on skates. Whatever the fuck, it, how tall he is <laughs> on skates. But that's why. I mean, he's got the longest Giant. stick in the. He's got the longest stick in the history of the NHL. He could just stand there on the penalty kill and just stick his stick out. And that's what yeah. he's doing. He's not an impact player anymore. Yeah, he might. He's still got a hard shot. He'll tip, chip, chip in with a couple goals, but he's done. I mean, he's you, you have a bigger fan. He's no, no. And if he's playing me, like meaningful minutes, you're in trouble because. Again, adding Taylor Hall, you got a lot of speed guys on this team, and you look what the speed has done to Zdeno Chara over the last Kill. five or six years. It's killing him. It's killing him. He can't play. Any, he's too too slow. He's too slow. Yeah, even the likes of Charlie Coyle on that right side should be able to burn past. Oh yeah, oh, easily. I'll put it Nick this way: Richie might be able to at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it this way: uh, going back to when the Bruins allowed Zdeno Chara to walk out, and I think all of us were on the same. Well, obviously Ray was because he's a Zdeno Chara hater. But Bill, you and I agreed that I I wasn't too upset about the Bruins making that move, especially knowing that they offered him a role, and in that role he would have played essentially what you just said, Bill, a similar role in the Bruins. Uh, maybe less minutes to start the year than he had with the Caps because he was playing like 20, 24 minutes to start the season, which have dwindled since then because he's 43 years old. It might pick up the in Bruins the playoffs, but at. I don't expect it. Of course, but look, uh, could the Bruins, would he be a nice piece as a third defensive pairing on the Bruins right now when you needed him? Sure, absolutely, no problem. He can fill that role. Uh, do you want him there over Lausanne in the playoffs? Sure, yep. I take him there over Lozano yeah, as a yeah. third pairing next to uh, Kevin, Miller, Kevin Miller, just yep. as a fucking stone wall when you want one. Uh, but that doesn't change. But that's not going to change my opinion on what Sweeney did and letting him go because we saw what it did for Charlie McAvoy, who who vaulted himself uh, in Norris consideration into yep. Norris consideration this year. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. It's a nice little storyline. Uh, I'm sure he'll get uh, an applause or or two in uh, TD Garden when they play up there, and he should. Uh, but I don't think he's, I just don't, I think he's going to be a nothing. I don't think he's, his name's probably not going to be mentioned a whole lot on the it will be when they no, get eliminated. He, he's a liability though. I mean, yeah, he'll get the fanfare Deuces, in Boston, bitch. he's a, he's a liability on the back end. Last thing on hockey. Cause we got a couple things, thing, things to get to, but we have to touch on the Jack Eichel trade rumors, Jack Eichel in news uh, publicly stating that he is not okay with the way uh, the team has handled his injury and just generally not okay in Buffalo because who the fuck is Buffalo is getting creamed in NHL circles right now. They're bringing up their um, fuck bill. Help me. Who went to the blues? Um, the center centerman uh, that killed Bergeron is really Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. He hated it in Buffalo. Uh, they've, they've been marking several key stars that went to Buffalo. Looked like shit left. Looked great. Jack Eichel, the latest amongst them. Um, the Bruins and the Rangers are the guys are the two teams that I am seeing top the list of suitors for the Sabres. Obviously we know what the Rangers have in terms of, you know, a, a really deep system of young talent Number one pick this year too. That was huge. That if they want them, they probably could get them. I'll just say this. The Rangers are an absolute disaster. Again, we are uh, Sunday social hour. I don't think it's aired yet. It might air this Sunday. The worst owners in sports, James Dolan, the New York Rangers just fired their president and GM. They're an absolute wild card and Buffalo has their heads. So far up their asses, they they should they should sell the team. There should not be a team in Buffalo. That's how bad that franchise oh. has been for a really long time. This so, is Dominic Hasek. 
there you go. Nice they job. Went to the finals guy, with, they went to the finals with him, though, so you can't really say that. Doesn't matter. They, they're the that's fucking what I said abyss. That that's, that's the last time they've been relevant, is what I said. They're the abyss of the uh, NHL. Well, I don't pay attention. They're to you. Fucking, I know. That's why I had to repeat what I said. They're fucking terrible. Um, so I don't know. Uh, just give me. Do, uh, actually, yeah, this was a good question I put in it. Do the do the Bruins need to make this trade in terms of a young? Now let me talk a little more in terms of a young uh, elite centerman filling in for Krejci, who's at the end of a contract, may not come back even next year. Bergeron, who's 35, 35, yep, two years left on his contract. Obviously, they need to replace him. You have Stanika. Uh, John Beecher Coyle. was injured. Coyle. Uh, you have nobody to fill those shoes. Let's put it that way. You have no number one, probably no number two center on the team right now. Do the Bruins need to make this trade? Do they need to shell out everything below Pasternak and McAvoy that the, that the Sabres want to get a Jack Eichel into this organization? No. Ray, go. I thought, Bill's, I thought Bill's going to speak, but no, I don't think you should blow up everything to get this one player. I mean, you see that you can fit the pieces in here and make a run at it again. I mean, if Krejci goes, I think you should use a salary to fill up. Like you said, our development system isn't as best as like the Rangers is right now because they've been picking so high in the top 10. So why would you go out and get some more like reliable players for your farm system? Because your farms, one, your farm system doesn't count against your salary cap. So there's one, but I well, mean, boom, do, there you go. Do you have to make the deal? No. Am I for the deal? Yeah. At what, oh, cost? Yeah. At what cost? So, I mean, again, he's got 10 million bucks. He's got McAvoy and Pasternak coming up in the next two years. They're probably going to make, let me give you it. the cost not to cut you off. Let me give you the yeah. cost that this is from Fluto. This is from uh, guys around yep. the league. Uh, they, they, um, they talked to, I think a half a dozen GMs that all said that it's going to take a haul. And what a haul means to them is an impactful NHL player right now. A, uh, a young, high-end prospect, uh, first-round pick, and a mid-round pick. So the Bruins don't have a really the high Bruce, end. The Bruce, Kalak, and uh, third up, round. God, you sound like every fucking radio <laughs> caller. Jesus. The it problem is the Bruins don't have the high-end mm. NHL player. So to me, it's I start with Coyle. People kind of forget about Charlie Coyle. And I get that he hasn't had a great year. And I get that he signed for five years, six million. But just in my mind's eye, Charlie Coyle fits Buffalo so fucking perfect. Like, just kind of a nothing guy. Not saying that he's terribly attractive. But if it's like a Coyle, DeBrusque, John Beecher, a first, maybe a third, maybe even a second, because Jake DeBrusque is not anything close to an elite NHL uh, player right now, but he has the potential to be one with, uh, you know, he had two years close to 30 goals. That's pretty much what the Bruins can offer. Because uh, they're not going to trade Pasternak or McAvoy, and everybody no. else is not really um, attractive. So that's what I think the, a deal, something like that, in terms of quote unquote a haul or blowing it up from the Bruins' perspective. Maybe throw Stadnik in there. I don't know. Um, in terms of do they need to make the deal? I say I think they do. I think that the Bruins are on a, are have been flirting this line of 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 falling into obscurity in the NHL for years. And you're one bad Bergeron injury away from being there. I think that Bergeron ties this team together. He's your captain. He's your captain. He's, he's still one of the best players in your team. And he's old, you know, I get Marshan's one of the best players in the NHL and, and you're still going to be good with, with the talent, but you're only a couple years away from, from losing 
two-thirds of your core, a big part of your core. And Pasternak has not proven that he can carry anybody. I like McAvoy. You know, if you want to re-sign Hall, sure. You got you got pieces in place, but you're gonna you're gonna take a dip when Bergeron and Krejci leave. And Jack Eichel is, in my opinion, the perfect guy to fill that role. Local Only if kid, the price is right. Elite. Well, I just gave you the price, and I'd do it, and you'd do it. So yeah, if you want, if, I don't think Buffalo would. I mean, everything I've read was McAvoy and Frederick just to start, and then it's everything after that. So I think if they're asking for Pasternak or Mac, McAvoy, I'm hanging up the phone. McAvoy is untouchable. Pasternak, yeah, you could move him, but I don't think Jack Eichel's the guy you would move him for. Honestly, I, I, he, again, they're the same age. In I'd take the goal scorer over, you know, the center. I'm not I moving think. Pasternak or McAvoy. We're late on this, but I'm not moving either of those guys. I don't think the Bruins are either. No, the point is Eichel's injured. the The Sabers are at a low low point in leverage. I I think the Bruins have an opportunity to make a move right now. If you deal him deal for him when he's injured you get him at a lower price and that's the only way you're going to get him because of everything we just talked about. The Bruins don't have enough to offer. Yeah. And don't forget, he's got a no trade clause that kicks in after the 21, 22 season. So if you're going to move him, you need to move him now because that will decrease his value when he's got a no trade movement. You're going to kind of a la Taylor hall this year. Obviously you're going to still get a shit ton, but he's going to dictate where he can go. You're going to get more if you don't dictate where he's going to go. Bingo, bingo. Okay, we got to move on. A lot of hockey talk, rightfully so. Go bees. Uh, hot passport. Hot passport is. Ooh, I got mine right here. Ooh, what three? Oh, three. Bill. Hot passport. Uh, get fifty percent off your first two beers at some of the best breweries across the Northeast. Fifty plus breweries across the Northeast, stretching all the way to Wisconsin. If you ask the bottom of the totem pole of dumb uh check the menu it's icon. fucking in there check the menu icon at the beginning of the book again the obvious one uh loves to just say things <laughs> generally those are called keys if you're looking for where menu he is menu menu icon. this bad boy's 25 bucks uh, for 25 bucks you get 50 percent off the first two beers at all of these breweries throughout the year so basically you get six beers you make your money back gets better go to joinhotpassport.com enter the word simple s-i-m-p-l-e in the coupon code you get five dollars off that's making money on a six pack of pints this summer at your favorite breweries joinhotpassport.com jalen brown is out for the year for the season with a torn uh ligament in his left wrist the celtics are dead in the water uh big mac you called this. You told us this, didn't you? So I am officially out on Jalen Brown. Ooh, officially Ooh, wow. out on Jalen Brown. Is this going to be the Fegler mass take? You're going to rip this take for him that he that he quit on the team because of the 58 game and he gets his bonus. Yep, yep, you yep. And he got his bonus. Fraud! Stop ripping takes off Fegler and Mass. Big. Why? Man. As soon as I heard that, I was just like, why? It's like because we you're were a so high. Because you're simpleton. Why you would you play some, three games? Why heard, would you play three you games and then get your bonus and then fucking, fucking give up? You Fuck heard that. those Fuck goddamn trolls say whatever they said into your mind and your dumb, stupid mind sparkled and went, ooh, that's interesting. Don't allow me to look up anything else beyond that. Let me fuck What's there to look up? Shit. What's there to look up? Whether and- it's true or not, you dumb cunt. Well, why did he revolved- play three games? He got hurt in Oklahoma City, played three games, so he got this bonus and then said, oh, I'm out. Maybe he maybe for the bonus. Maybe he shouldn't have played. Maybe his left wrist was shitty. How many points did he score in the last three games? How well did he play? You go back and look shitty, at the tape. Shitty, shitty, shitty. For a half a million dollars, that fucking counts. Ooh. 
For a half a million dollars. I'm dead. I'm out on this team. I'm out on this team. I want them to get blown out. I want them to lose to Charlotte. I want them to lose the next game in the playing tournament. I want Brad Stevens to look like a fucking boob like he is. I want Tatum to cry and whine his way out of the fucking tournament and get ejected because he's bitches with officials. I want this whole team to implode. I hate this fucking team. I'm out. I want them to lose. I mean, I was telling them to blow to tank before Jalen Brown's injury. But I mean, I don't say you quit on a team. You know, if it's if you try to play through it, you can't play through it, then you're out. I mean, that's what it is. He tore a ligament in his fucking wrist. When you're he basketball played three games. Did he look good in those three games? No. And then he got hurt. I mean, if you can't battle through, you can't battle through it. You're just a fucking hater when it comes to injuries. I'll uh, popsicle stick Gordon Haywood over there, you fuck. <laughs> I've been out on the team for a long time, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna shit on J- Jalen Brown for having surgery on his wrist. He's gonna have surgery, Ray. He's having fucking surgery. You think it's he's one thing when it? you got it's one you thing when you got pulls and cramps and don't do not do not come back to this show with with a Felger and Mass take that you have not uh, uh, dissected yourself. Do not do that again. It's fucking lazy and it's dumb. It's stupid. Those guys are fucking assholes for that. I like them. I love them. I listen to them too. They know what they know. What's interesting and inviting. But don't bring that to this fucking show that Jalen Brown played three games to get half a million dollars. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Regardless, he's getting surgery on the wrist. The wrist is fucking injured. It's fucking injured. He's getting surgery. It's not a sprain. It. It's not what a you, jam. What, what, what do you want? Why did he fucking leave after the Oklahoma City when he actually he probably went, ligament. look, my wrist hurts. And they went, fuck, man, you got three games to get half a million dollars. What do you want to do? He probably went, I'll got it out. I'll see what I can happen. See what happens. And then they lost and they looked like shit. And all three of those. And he read the tea leaves and went, fuck, no. we're not going anywhere. And brass, the big brass went, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Jalen, you're important to us. Go get surgery, dude. You made your money. I agree with that take. I if think you, right. you think, fucking do. If you think I that just this, said it after you, you fuck. I right. said if you think he, that's like a truly surgery. nefarious bullshit, like Jalen Brown's a quitter, he's, he hates his team, he's he's just a selfish piece of shit kind of thing, then like a Felgram ass take, then you're an asshole. You're an asshole that's not looking at, at the whole grand picture of things. The Celtics have been going nowhere for a long time. You've been the lead charger of that on this show. So they know that. He knows that. They're not fucking dumb. They know that there's a half a million dollars at stake. They probably had a meeting and said, hey, if you can gut it out, play. And Jalen Brown played hard in those three games. Then he got injured in the third game with a fucking ankle injury. And they probably just went, Jesus, dude, like, we don't need you blowing an ACL and missing all of next season, too. Let's shut this fucking thing down. You made your money. Let's shut it down. We're going nowhere. How is that not also a possible situation, Maz, you cunt? So you say they should shut it down and give up? No, here we go. Let's move on. (laughs) I got you right into it. I got you right into it. Oh, is that what you did? Is that what you did? Bottom of the toilet bowl with them? Toot your ass into this. Fucking muty cunt. I've been saying they should fucking tank for like a good month now. And now Ray has the same take and it's toot toot. I've been preaching this for a fucking month. This team doesn't know how to win and that's probably what happened. They got, you should you got not hurt. shut it down unless you have a chance to shut it. You cannot institute There's a losing mentality with a team whose whose leader is a front runner. You cannot institute a losing mentality in that. You have to just play to the fucking whistle. The difference between being the 14th pick in the lottery or the 17th pick out of the lottery is not going to make a difference on this team. Play in the playoffs. Play as hard as you possibly can. 
give the ball to Jason Tatum, see if he can mature, see if he can take on a, a playoff uh, atmosphere, take on double and triple teams, continue to allow him to advance his game, continue to allow Kemba to showcase to see if you can trade him in the offseason. There's much better. There's a much bigger benefit than showing out in the playoffs than there is the tanking for the 14th fucking pick in the draft. You guys are assholes. It's the wrong approach. It's always the wrong approach. Look at the Sixers. They tanked for 20 fucking years and they're just now just now relative because they got a, a, a coach. There's two games so left in the season. Always the, the wrong fucking move. When the postseason comes, there's two games left. They're going to be get bounced in the playoff playing tournament. That might be true. And it's that might be true. The, it might be the best thing for them. But if you tank right now and miss the playing tournament or just tank in it. Oh, you're in the playing tournament no matter it's what. The absolute, it's the absolute wrong approach. It's when tanking is always the absolute. I don't even think they're going to tank. I just think they're just going to get their fucking doors blown in because this team just sucks. You know, Jalen's not there. Jason can't handle the pressure by himself. He always has to look at defeat if something doesn't go his way. Brad doesn't know how to coach himself a way out of a box. I think it's just going to be the worst thing ever. Well, that Fournier has 17 tonight. To, so that's that's a plus. That might be yeah, true. And they're still losing at halftime. And we might be uh, probably most likely be looking at the Celtics postseason and what they should do um, more uh, sooner than we want to. So we'll save that talk until we get there. Uh, Red Sox dropped the the fourth game against the Orioles. It took three out of four. Uh, big news out of that. Perez pulled in the fifth at the 76 pitches. Fun fact before you go on, two outs in the sixth inning right now. Evaldi, 99 pitches, and they're not taking him out. So Okay, this, so that's... Wow. A Perez issue, or did they, did they learn from the night before because uh, Andreezy or Andres came up and, and gave out yeah, three runs? Three runs. Yeah. So uh, it's the whole thing. It's a Tampa thing. Before you go, it's the Tampa thing. You know, if you look at it, they're second in the league in starters going over five innings, but they're also, if you look at it, they've only had four guys pitching over the fifth inning, so they're averaging right around that that five inning mark. Again, I don't like it. You're blowing out your bullpen. They're, it's the they're afraid to get to the third round of the order, but 76 pitches. He he wasn't pitching awesome, but he wasn't pitching bad. He only gave up that one run. And to watch on Andreezy give up three, and the game was over. The bats weren't weren't hitting for the Sox, and this is a major problem because when they go cold, this is what this is what you're going to see. They only gave up four runs, but this is the problem you're going to see. So there, I thought Perez should have at least gotten another inning. And like you hear his comments after uh, Cora, he goes, he pick, I I pick and choose. You know, when I want these guys to go along, you've seen Richards go in the seventh, Pavetta's gone there, Avaldi's gone there, and then Erod's gone once. I mean, most of his starts have been five innings. Yeah. So, like, this this can't keep going. This is a major trend right now, and it's still May, but you can't keep doing this. You're going to blow out your bullpen. You don't want your middle relievers getting fucking 90 to 100 innings, and if your starters are only averaging five innings, this is the shit that's going to happen. Or you have to bulk up deep. your bullpen. Or you have to bulk up your bullpen. If yeah, that's, that's what I'm you saying. Your it. bullpen is not deep enough to sustain this right now because the best guy you got in your bullpen pitches one inning a night, and that's Matt Barnes. Yeah, but you and, got a and, bit, you got a four innings to get there. I think the Perez versus Evaldi thing is clearly the nerds upstairs, right? Like they've they've allowed Evaldi to go uh, long more times than not. Where um, Erod is clearly coming off uh, myocarditis or whatever Kytitis. the hell it's called from COVID, and I don't think that's true, Bill. Uh, I think that's right. I mean. And, uh, you know, he's got an injury history of coming back slow. And Martin Perez is a middler that I, th I'm, I bet they're afraid will fall off. I don't you know. So uh, anyway, I, you know, I think that's coming from upstairs. I think it's a lot of the saber metric shit 
uh, coming into play there. Yeah, it is the nerds, and it's sucky because you're not going to win on this team because the bats go soft. I mean, if you don't have the relief, I mean, who do they just pick up? The workman kid that you yeah, minor league deal. Yeah. yeah, that Rich loves. I think does the pickup of the uh, year, but still, you need to get the bullpen back into where they need to be. I mean, you can't have Perez going 76 pitches giving up only one run and then have the bullpen blow it for you. So you need to, you need to bulk up that bullpen. What's the Perez? Like, what is it? So you, you put him into the sixth. If he has a good, if he has a good inning, uh, maybe he goes 90 pitches. So what's his pitch count? 85. So they, they look at it and say, I don't want to, you know, it's not worth it. Put him in it. Give somebody a fresh inning. I fucking hate that. I don't like it I either. Absolutely. Especially if he was one run. Why? You just well, hopefully they'll stretch him out. I'm well, they, they put a pitch count on him. So you, you, I bet you Why? Martin Perez's pitch count is 85 because they've done the math and they say after third 85 time pitches the and the third time through the order, he's gassed and he can't do it. So they say in the sixth inning, he's at least going to throw 85 pitches. So we don't want him to get to that. So it doesn't make sense. And we like our guy coming in with a fresh inning instead of coming in with men, with men on blah, 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 blah. The guide was pitching. Well, just let him go. Just let him go. You know how Hollywood always remakes movies with so Revenge of the Nerds instead of the nerds successing. I think it should be the jocks going after the nerds. Like Hollywood. What a great movie that would be, though. Right? Revenge of the Nerds and and Ken Griffey Jr. with bats and beating the shit out of nerds. Uh, All right, boys. A little bit long. Last thing on this: the NFL schedule was released or is released today, as this is. Aired and there's a TV show revolved around it. Do you guys? No one fucking cares. No one gives I'll, a shit. I'll re- I'll read oh my dude. god! Let me tell you, I'm on the other side, gentlemen. We determine when we're going to Carolina. Okay, this is big well, Oh, who gives a shit? I'll read at noontime and let you guys know. This is the shortest. This is the shortest season, so it's easy to determine wins or losses. You can have a whole show around it. You can do all 32 teams. It's easy for fucking production. Did you just say the shortest season? 17 the games is short. Season. The longest, you dummy. No, no, no. It's the shortest out of all pro sports. It's 17 games. So you can go. Well, you you can have a key part of that sentence. Exactly. Well, I've been drinking the a sentence lot. Sentences are words that go I grabbed another and beer a... and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It's a very high percentage, but yeah, it's a it's a short there's percentage. A re- there actually is a reason that this show has a little bit of success, Bill, because when you and I think oh, like on the sports guys. takes, and, and yeah. it get, does get a little bit mundane. But this fucking dumbass, <laughs> and he, you like the NFL schedule show? Yeah. Why? Oh, God. Why it's not? a social media show. Who gives a shit? Because you can go through and be like, oh, that's a win. Oh, no, that's a loss. Oh, well, that's a win. And in everyone has to. In May? And everyone has a chance to win the Super Bowl. Every, every franchise can go through the whole thing uh, and be like, oh, fuck. We win the show. I'm out. That's I'm so out. dumb. All right, Friday. Uh, we'll see you on Friday. Oh, we're, Bill we're, has to go eat dinner. Bill's going to go eat dinner. dinner but on yeah. Friday, we'll see you for the headline show. Also, uh, we're going to run through the Patriots schedule and do wins and losses. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> Bye-bye. Can we, do, can we do a whole show on it? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I can't wait to get the crayons out. Win, win. Yeah, let's, win, let's mark off win. two two hours for the NFL schedule show. Two That's hours. Like NFL, NFL because I mean, they go through every goddamn team. NFL Network has two hours, but the, you know they just cover the NFL. But ESPN has a fucking show on too. It's just Jesus Christ. The schedule. I mean, good on the NFL. They're marketing. Whoever's handling, you know, I'm sure they've made marketing careers in the NFL. But no, think about it. You can go through all 32 teams in two hours and figure out the whole season. You can't do that with the MLB. You can't do that with NFL, uh, NBA. You can't do that with the NHL. I don't give two fucks who the Carolina Panthers are playing in week 16. <laughs> <laughs>